Hello again, and welcome back! It's Nigel Bigsby here! Great to have you! Welcome to part two of our long discussion here on 40 Cray about faster-than-light travel through the warp. Oh, I'm sure there'll be lots of segues into different subjects, knowing those boys. Well, let's hope Gabrielle can hold on for dear life so she doesn't lose her sanity in this part two episode. Okay, enjoy it now. Ta-ta! So why did we, we got into these gods? Because the whole point of getting back to the original. Back to right. the Astronomicus. Which, yeah, so, you, so you're in the warp. The warp is a really dangerous place because there are whole parts of it that are devoted to each of these gods. And if you're just like swimming through it, demons, which are often uh, extensions of these gods, and in some cases are just their own entities spawned by emotions, will eat you. They will eat your soul because your soul is the thing that they see in the warp. So if you're traveling through the warp, you have to have, you said force field, there's a thing called a Geller field, which must be on to protect you from warp entities. So the thing you were saying, let's say you get stranded there and the field is broken. Yeah, you're, you're literally going to be stuck in hell, beset by creatures from all sides. And as a side, this is why I love the orcs. <clears throat> because the orcs travel faster than light by entering the warp, but they don't have a Geller field. They just power through it they get attacked by demons and they see it as an opportunity to fight <laughs> and they love that shit so, <laughs> so, so they they just brute force their way through the warp fighting demons and then they get where they have to go that's why i love them just to throw in like we talked about the four chaos gods <clears throat> they're kind of the some I, I don't know if the right word is like manifestation of a lot of human emotions and a lot of other I mean, I think they're pretty human in origin, but I, I think it's also in other sources kind of suggested they're not just limited to humanity. There are other gods in the work too, because if you have enough people believing in an entity, that belief will essentially become self-aware and become an, a uh, self-fulfilling prophecy as a warp entity. So if right. I make a YouTube video explaining to all the world about how awesome the Easter Bunny is and everyone starts believing it, the Easter Bunny might become real. The Easter Bunny would become real in the warp. The Easter Bunny probably is real in the warp. Yes, enough children believe. Would it be evil? Uh, not yes. necessarily. Well, <laughs> but, but not necessarily. Like if you if you believe in like just an ultimately. So here's an example. Like the Emperor and a lot of the lore, it's it's hypothesized. Like part of the reason he's alive and part of the reason he's so powerful is because you've got untold billions of human which believe that he's a god. So all of that energy that they're creating in the warp goes to him. The, the reason I bring that up, so the orcs, they have two gods, which may or may not actually be more powerful than the chaos gods. We, never, we don't really know. And some people think they are, some people think they aren't. But their two gods are Gork and Mork. Okay. That's clearly on purpose to be, purpose to be funny. <laughs> the god. <laughs> the god of brutal cunning and cunning brutality. Okay. <laughs> Seriously. Like, and no one like, knows which is which. It's like assistant manager and assistant team manager have become yeah. like work gods. Yes. <laughs> and, and basically, individually, a lot of people think they're actually more powerful than the chaos gods, but they're just constantly like wrestling in the warp. So they just kind of do their own thing. Well, isn't it an oxymoron that their gods have the word cunning in it? Because aren't they stupid? Cunning brutality and brutal cunning. Well, that's also the thing that the bigger an orc gets, 
the stronger they get, but also the smarter they get. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> What's the smartest orc able to do? Um, actually, so here's an interesting point, too. It's not just that yeah. orc. If you yeah, have, I'll let like, you talk about the beast. The beast, it's not Beauty and the Beast, but there was an orc, like... What do you think I'm going to think? Never mind, go ahead. Because, because we're Because I'm a beast. female? Because no, you're because a girl. We, because we watched that not too long ago, and I happen to know that's the last thing you thought of with regard to the Whatever. beast. Was I wrong? Was I wrong? Yes, you were wrong. What, what did you think? Of? I was waiting to hear what the beast was. She was thinking about Brock Lesnar. That's a good wrestling reference. Great. Now, now, now I feel like a chauvinist. Right, so it's not Beauty and the Beast. I'm sorry. Fuck Emma Watson. Anyway, Emma Watson, if you're out there, come on the show. Prove me wrong. So, so there was an orc who became so powerful. Basically, all these orcs have, are very psychic, but they don't know it. And whatever they believe becomes true. Like As the this, red ones go faster. Like the red ones go faster or the yellow ones shoot better, uh, etc. The purple so, ones are invisible. Yeah, purple's invisible. Oh, there's lots of color rules. Oh, yeah. That's fun. Is it blue is lucky? Blue is lucky. It's kind of cute. Green green is the best because it's the color of orcs. Green is the best. So so the more orcs you have, all that psychic energy pools and they become smarter. So the really strong orcs gather more and more orcs to them. So if you have a really powerful warlord, war boss... More orcs are going to come. They're all going to get smarter, and that one orc is going to get stronger because he's got all of their energy feeding him. The beast was the size of a titan, so that means he's probably like, I don't know, like three or four stories tall. Mm-hmm. And he was so smart, and the orcs around him became so smart, they actually spoke like amazing English at one point, or amazing common imperial, mm-hmm. and went to like the imperial court and like outsmarted the imperials that were there. Ah. So he, he basically, like, force-evolved all the orcs that were around him. Of course, when they killed him, they all went back to being stupid. Oh, that's not, super sad. Not to correct you, Ben, but a titan is 180 feet tall. What about, like, a warhound? Right, warhound's not so much, but <laughs> most titans. Rules lawyer. <laughs> Rules lawyer. <laughs> All right, I'm looking up beast orc size because you're right. Like he's definitely not the size. He's I mean he's like three or four stories tall, so he's not the size of like a warlord titan. Uh, okay, I, he says his tusks were the size of tree trunks, but that could be uh, exaggerated. So let's. I'll tell you what. In a future episode, Tom, I think you're he's, probably right. That's probably over or probably exaggerated. We, we'll uh, do a size comparison. The beast was mistaken for a ten meter tall statue. Until he started to move. So 10 meters, that's 30 feet. That's about three stories. Yeah. Such quick math. So, okay. It's, <laughs> Divided by we've, three. <laughs> <laughs> we've gone through uh, warp stuff, chaos gods, um, and uh, orcs. How does this relate to the Astronomicon? It really doesn't. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Good night. <laughs> Is there going to be a part two to this? Like, I think we've time? already got like three parts at this point. Oh, my God. Yeah, I hope this continues. This is hilarious. So so we're talking about the warp because the point is you don't want to be in the fucking warp. Yeah, it's basically hell. And that gets back to like the original premise of this. It, the reason, one of the reasons that 40K is so grimdark 
is because if you want to travel interstellar differences, you have to go through hell. There's none of this light speed. There's none of this warp speed. You literally have to take your ship into hell, and there's a pretty good percentage chance, even with a navigator, even with the Astronomicon, and even with your Gellerfields to protect you, you could be lost in the warp for hundreds of years. You could end up in the wrong place, or you could be lost forever and your soul's eaten for eternity by demons. So why why don't, you know, these, like, you know, if you have a band of works or space marines or whatever, just stay on your planet, make your one planet peaceful, put up a few Starbucks, get some Netflix, and just stay there. Yeah, that's... <clears throat> so the whole thing with the Emperor is that during an, uh, the earlier age, like the Age of Strife and all of that, when humanity started to expand to the, the farthest reaches of the Milky Way, they sort of set up their own colonies and they were cut off from everything else and the Emperor wanted to unite everybody under one government. So it's kind of their duty to go and, and bring everybody into the Imperium. So, so yeah, there's a couple things. Like to Tom's point, it's it's almost like manifest destiny, like in yeah. the U.S. History, which which I'm not condoning. I'm you know whatever your thoughts on that, and it's it is imperialist, and they did do a lot of bad things when they were expanding westward. But but they they are absolutely we would judge them to be racist. Like if you are not human, most factions in the Imperium would just kill you on sight, just by matter of fact. So there is absolutely like a human supremacy thing. Uh-huh. And part of that is because there are so many threats in the galaxy, the Milky Way, that if they take over, they figure they'll just be safer. So you won't have to worry about orcs. You won't have to worry about Eldar. You won't have to worry about Tyranids, which are a whole other thing. Notice I'm not mentioning the Tau because who cares? They have such a small uh, amount of space occupied that they're really not exactly. a threat. But, but So there's that. The other piece is like humanity at one point was pretty close to doing that. And then it's a little bit like, let's retake what's ours. Um, the other piece is the emperor actually, before he got entombed on the, the golden throne, had this whole plan to create a basically a system of wormholes that would enable people to travel, travel faster than light without using the warp. But unfortunately, they were destroyed. So actually, Eldar, the elves, the Webway used... Project. Exactly, they used the webway. So, and Tom, I mean, you know a little bit more about this too, just because you're a Harlequin player. What what is the webway? Uh, so the webway is kind of like extra dimensional space, but not really the warp. So it's it's kind of like a like a spider's web that connects different nodes, and you can travel faster than light between points uh, safely. Uh, the Black Library exists somewhere hidden uh, in the webway, and it, it's just—it's it's just better, better way to go. That's what—that's what the Emperor was hoping to achieve, until Magnus fucked it up. So, so maybe that's a good stopping point because then next time we can go through all of that. Uh, but Gabrielle, okay, so so I've seen you've taken a lot of notes here. Um, what what are questions left, or what are your impressions after we went through this? Uh, I would argue diatribe lecture. So in conclusion, <laughs> well, at least two things. One, I just want to make sure that I don't come off as like a basic bitch by insinuating that 
a successful life only means staying on one world and having Netflix and Starbucks. Um, and <laughs> yeah, as we drink coffee and what about, are about to go watch Netflix. Um, and also, I didn't realize there was this whole mission to like bring people to the Imperium. So I felt a real like Star Trek parallel of like, you know, first contact and bringing people into. Um, now, of course, I don't remember the name of whatever it is in Star Trek. Um, the Federation. The Federation. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess there are worlds that don't know the Imperium exists and they've never experienced. Or, or they might remember the, like, they might have, like, 5,000 years ago, like, legends about, like, having been part of, like, some kind of, you know, oh, there's this holy world. Like, you know, in some ways, like, the same way we have mythology, like, they might remember 6,000 years ago as legend, like, something about being part of a distant world. But, like, they definitely don't know that there's an Imperium because, you know, like, it's... I actually read uh, a short story, which was part of a compendium, one of the Horus Heresy books, where... There's a world which is very much like Earth circa like 1940 that is discovered by space marines who are like, hey, uh, yeah, you have to join the Imperium. And of course, we're like, you know, the humans in that world are like, well, no, fuck, why would I do that? You guys are alien invaders to me. And it's like, because you fucking have to. So they just <laughs> they just crush the planet and, and, and enslave it, basically, because the Imperium, they, like the reason they're doing this is to protect humanity. But to be clear, they are not good guys. Like no. it is a fascist dictatorship. And, and rough. I, I'm aware. <laughs> Nobody's so, a good guy, basically, except for the salamanders, right? Salamanders. Anyway, uh, maybe Even accidents. There, you know, they're they're pyromaniacs. They'll they'll burn you to death. Well, but you deserved it, right? Yeah. But they'll enjoy it. Ugh, Jesus. Yeah, they'll feel bad, but they'll enjoy it. For everyone, by the way, maybe if I do this again, I should give more background on what I'm interested in and who I am. But uh, like. I like Star Trek and I like My Little Pony. So I like a lot of good things. So I think that's my biggest thing that keeps me from identifying or getting into this stuff. You have no business being here. <laughs> well, well, that's an interesting point, too. Like, there's that whole Game of Thrones conversation about, you know, a lot of these fantasy universes like Lord of the Rings or Star Trek or even Star Wars. You sometimes might imagine yourself like, oh, that would be fun to be in that universe. You don't want to be in Warhammer 40K, just like you don't want to be in Game of Thrones. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're just a normal citizen on Holy Terra, life's got to be okay, I guess. Unless you're someone that gets sacrificed. But but even on Terra, like, I mean, there's, like, billions of people. Like, like I forgot the exact number, but way more than we have today. And most of them are extremely impoverished and barely get by. Mm-hmm. Right? I would, if I lived in this universe and I was some random human on some crappy ass world, I would try to sign up to be a salamander space marine. Um, or I would just make some, like, I'd try to make, like, a little town on, that has, like, a garden. Dude, you don't want to be a space marine. Then what, what the fuck am I going to do? So, so, but, like, like, when you're a space marine, like, Tom, what's, like, you know, the, you're, you know Blood Angels pretty well. I know a couple others. But basically, like, let's if you have 100 kids that are, like, trying to be space marines, like, five survive, maybe. Yeah. I'd rather die than live in this universe, which sucks so much. <laughs> the thing about space marines is they understand that their, ex- their entire existence is war. And they know, look, they're functionally immortal. So they know that they will die 
gruesome, bloody, painful death on the battlefield. Because that's the only way they can die. You know, they're they're weapons of war, and that's the only possible way they can die is with a bolter round or a plasma blast to the face. Or, or too much Chipotle leading to nervous rots. Or, you know, in a Taco Bell bathroom. That's just, that's just how it's going to be. I mean, as long as I get to scroll through Instagram when I'm not fighting, then... Uh... But, like, like if you're a space marine... Boy, we are way off here, but let's, let's, let's keep going. Cause I'm, look, guys, like, I've been thinking about this a lot. I'm going to go to tangent here. Podcast is an excuse to talk to your friends. There's going to be enough usable content here for maybe two episodes. But, but like, Tom, I'm not going to call you up and be like, hey, Tom, how you doing? That's weird. But we can have a podcast, and it's like, oh, now we get to talk, talk about shit. This is <laughs> What fun. am I, your mother? Yeah. <laughs> hashtag toxic masculinity. Hashtag America. Hashtag, hashtag, hashtag meta. But, but anyway, you're as a space marine, you, you don't take pleasure in food. Like, with, with like, the space wolves drink, yeah. but they don't really get drunk. You don't take, they don't have sex. Like space wolves, again, sometimes have sex. So you don't really, because you don't care. It's not because they don't have functional members, because I think, like. Okay, so, yeah, there's there's a debate about that. Do they have the equipment, or do they just not have the drive? I, and, and, like, if you look like Emperor's Children, there are definitely, now, okay, definitely in, like, 4D Chan and, like, wikis, <laughs> examples of them having, like, orgies. Oh, yeah, they definitely. They definitely have offspring with humans uh, all the time. So, so, and I don't, Tom, is that in like one of the books? Like if, if somebody's like, oh, where is it from? Do you remember where that uh, is from? I, I, I could not point to a specific example. So, okay. So let's, guys out there, if you're listening, feel free to put it in the, the comments if we're wrong or, or if you know where this is coming from. But I have heard examples of like orgiastic things. Yeah. So hypothetically, it's just that they don't care. Because remember, they're like uh, indoctrinated and brainwashed because they don't they don't they're not afraid of things. They don't feel fear like normal humans. And and the only time when they feel good is when they're fighting. If they don't fight, they don't feel good. They understand that they are a weapon and that's it. I mean, I mean, there's some variations. So like White Scar is also like going real fast, like Ricky Bobby and Ultramarines like Empire <laughs> Building, uh, you know, Dark Angels like being conspiratorial as do Alpha Legion. So there's some things that they, they kind of enjoy, yeah. but but their lives kind of suck. And well, the, that's, the, that's the whole thing. Like, uh, Once the end goal was achieved, once the Emperor unified all the human settlements in the Milky Way, then there would be no need for the Astartes, and they would be destroyed. Right. And they know that. Do they though? Yeah, it, it's definitely come up before. Like in the Horus Heresy books, there's a couple times where I've seen them say like, oh, "What what would our role be?" And I think that's you know, in Thousand Suns, uh, I think it's like uh, a Thousand Suns was the first book, and then Prospero Burns. Uh-huh. Like, there's a part where Armin, uh, Gabriel, we're going way nerdy here. So Armin's like one of the the main characters from the Thousand Suns, but he talks about like being a wine connoisseur and liking art. And likewise, the Blood Angels, like a big part of their culture, is like art and sculpture and painting. So, so there are parts where they and talk the about like, children. Well, and then, I mean, yeah, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. But like, there are parts no, before, where they talk before about, the heresy, they were very uh, similar to the Blood Angels. So. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, because they had like, like they were into concerts and they were into painting and sculpture and right. uh, 
but but they kind of know like they they don't have a purpose if there's not a fighting. It's like Thanos after the snap. He just kind of goes to a planet and is just like, I'm going to be a farmer because, like, why, why the fuck not? And he doesn't even <laughs> care when he gets murdered. Yeah, because his, his purpose is done. Um, is there any afterlife in this universe? Whew. Huh. Not that they really talk about. Yeah. So Do there's like definitely it? a soul... Yeah, also, what is a soul? Why does every evil thing want it? What does it give things? Because it's yummy. Okay. It is, yeah, it's quite delicious. <laughs> what's, Tom, what's your favorite way to eat a soul? Uh, probably on the barbecue. Yeah, I like mine with a little bit of, like, uh, creme fraiche foam. Ooh. I feel like souls should be, you know, imbibed or, Some... like... Oh, well, like you drink a soul? I mean, there is a chapter called The Soul Drinkers, so there yeah. you go. With a with a lemon scented foam. I don't emperor's children uh, inject uh, soul enemas. Uh, warp oh. dust. So yeah, they they kill people and turn them into drugs, <laughs> and then snort them like cocaine. This is a real thing. Yeah, I mean it's it's a real fictional thing. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's kind of why the emperor's children were not really a big part of the assault on Terra. During the heresy, because they were too busy uh, killing people and turning them into drugs and getting high. <laughs> so, so yeah, when the Horus Heresy, when there's a civil war, the Emperor's children, that's, that's the Slanesh group, were supposed to show up and they were too busy, like, getting high and, and like, fucking around. And, and they lost because they were just like, guys, guys, we need your help. And they were like, oh, we'll be there in a little bit. Yeah. And to his credit, Peter Turbo is really the only one who, like, actually gave a shit. I feel like there needs to be some sort of mockumentary of what it would look like to be in this universe and <laughs> that would be accessible to everyone. Well, I would well, so, watch that. Like, Tom, if you had to be in this universe, I feel like being a rogue trader is dangerous but it would be kind of fun to like have your own ship and like fuck around the universe and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Or actually, being an Inquisitor, aside from all of the like, you're going to get killed horribly... Like, all the Inquisitor books, it's a lot of it is, like, you know, oh. like, Ocean's Eleven. Like, I'm going to put my posse together. I got the guy who's a gunfire, and I got the ogre, and I got the the cool so, lady. The the Inquisition, they're basically the always the bad guys. <laughs> like, even when the main character is, like, the, the a Space Marine or the Imperium, they're always up against the Inquisition. Cause out, just, of, out of scope. I don't, I don't know about Inquisitors yet. <laughs> But you can learn more about them in my upcoming short story, Albatross. In the, in the next episode of 40 Cray. Which, which I'll probably put on Reddit because I don't know where else to put it because I don't understand Discord. And also, I read some of it and I liked it. And I don't know what's going on either. Also read Spear of the Emperor. Is that is that like uh, the Astronomicon? Oh, it is so good. No, uh, uh, Aaron Bensky Bowden, ADB. Spear of so good. I can't. Is, I can't recommend it. Enough. Is that the one about the Primaris Legion? Uh, so it is about the Mentors Legion. Well, uh, a lieutenant captain from the Mentors Legion goes to uh, the Imperium Nihilus to send a message and gets stuck there because it's the Imperium Nihilus and he can't get back. So he kind of has to start a new life there. But he ends up helping out. 
this other chapter uh, in their fight against the Chaos Marines. Uh, but no spoilers, the, the Inquisition are a bunch of assholes, even though they are uh, an Imperial body, <laughs> nobody fucking likes them. They're a bunch of dicks. I'm really attracted to an Imperial body. <laughs> I mean, don't worry, you've got an Imperial body. I don't know what that means, but that's good. I don't know, I don't know if that's, that's a compliment. That's so, so I think future episodes, let's let's. This will be great radio. We'll pull up a map of the Milky Way and we'll walk through what it looks like. Also, before we end, can someone please tell me in like one sentence what is an astronomicon? Because I was told that's the that light. Was... That's the that's the light. That's the lighthouse that comes from the Emperor. You know where he's yeah. like, hello. So the light that comes from the Emperor. It's it's like a giant pillar of light that is so powerful and searing that you can see it throughout the, the warp and they use it to guide. Okay, themselves. I feel that is not properly named because I, I feel like a something <laughs> Amicon is usually like a compendium of literature. So and I the, feel like that's we not talked a... about We talked about this for about 15 minutes and then <laughs> diverged uh, quite greatly <laughs> for the rest of... <laughs> but yeah, the Astronomicon is a light emitted by the Emperor. <laughs> I mean, look, I've just had a lot of fun. This has been a blast, <laughs> <laughs> do we want to see how as a closer do we want to see how many astronomicon puns we can make that we haven't made yet <laughs> so, yeah. so i so i want to hear uh gabby recap everything we've talked about okay all right yeah okay so she can do that oh, God. I'll, I'll avoid the astrobomicon of trying to do as many puns as i can okay i'll try to do this in like 30 seconds okay so lots of literature has ftl didn't know that was an acronym until 20 minutes ago or how long this is you're already 10 seconds into a 30 second god damn it um (laughs) um there are uh the uh psychers um and they're in charge of making sure that you make it through the warp and um when they go into the warp they see the astronomicon which is the light that comes from the emperor which is like a north star that helps them navigate and as they navigate it's kind of like a little ship and they travel normally except there's no time and apparently the psychers are the only ones like cognizant during all of this and everyone else is in stasis question mark and then they uh are in this parallel universe they travel the you know one bajillion miles or kilometers or whatever they pop back into the regular universe after their geller field has successfully protected them from the chaos gods and all other demons and roy rogers and taco bell and then they go back to uh selling the imperium to a new world I was trying to work gastronomicon in there. Okay, thanks. But don't give me any sastronomicon. Thank you, Tom, for validating me. That was very fastronomicon. (laughs) Sorry, my jokes too fastronomicon. That's imperative. I just wanted to tell someone to tell me that I I didn't fuck it up. No, you did you did a great job. That was a. uh, I'm trying to think of a pun involving gastronomicon and doing well. You're obsessed. If you were a chaos god, it would be about puns. Yeah. No, that was some good nut shelling. Ben is trying to think of another pun. I'm I'm hungry. Let's go get some astronomiflon. That's for dessert. Gastronomiflon. Oh, that's gastronomic. Hey, guys, we've been drinking the entire time. So at this point, like, I'm a 7 out of 10. So I'm just happy I'm still on the podcast. We're going to listen to this later and be like, dude, we were fucking wasted. Yeah. Hey, uh, everyone. Bless you, Todd. Bless you. Oh, sorry. I apologize. No, you can't apologize. Wait, who's your... blessing him? Is it the emperor? No, because this is bless you. This is the real world. I want to make sure I bless him so the devil doesn't go in through his nose. Yes. The earth devil? 
Okay, the actual devil. You know, because he when you sneeze, <laughs> wow, three in a row. <laughs> if you get to seven, that's Nurgle's holy number. <laughs> well, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, yeah, thanks for being here. Tom, is there anything else we want to hawk before we, we close 40 Cray for the day? Uh, we spotted Taco Bell and Roy Rogers. <laughs> okay, that's that's four. Yeah, no, I have a hop sensitivity, so the more <laughs> the more I drink, uh, the more I'm gonna sneeze. So so yeah, let's, let's some shout outs there. Hey, I didn't say this last time, but zapsplat.com. Um, thank you very much. Actually, it might be down order. Let me double check that. But zapsplat, you guys are contributing the uh, the theme song. We love it. It really makes us feel happy. And for those of you at home who might be thinking about your own podcasts or uh, just in general, the projects you're working on, yeah, zapsplat.com has some great audio files. Thank you, Gabrielle, for showing up. Uh, Taco Bell, if you want to sponsor us, like literally you could just send us some nachos, Bel Grande. That would be tight. Um, but we love it. Guys, send us your thoughts. Send us your comments. We'll, we'll do some more of this. I think we'll have the trying to explain complicated Warhammer shit to our patient significant others will be a recurring theme <laughs> no problem i'm happy to learn uh tom gab anything to to bring us home um maybe we should just buy some taco bell and uh just comment on it next time as we as we record i'd be fine with that okay okay good good talk <laughs> uh this is good fight, 40 good great. Night. <laughs> all right do, yeah actually wait say that again and then i'm just going to end on that because we keep trying <laughs> Good fight. Good night. Hey, wait, actually, no. Wait, that was the thing from Celebrity Deathmatch, so we can't say that. <laughs> Is that trademark? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's we have to come up with our own thing, though. We're a podcast. Oh. Well, Ooh. you're the podmaster. Let's get ready to rumble. No? Is that, <laughs> is that okay? <laughs> I mean, that was, that was pretty good. That sounded good. What's a chaos term? I mean, like blood for the blood god. Skulls um, for the skull throne. Um, Adios. Yeah. Adios. Blood, 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 I guess. Uh, I like, I like Adios, Adios. We're gonna end there. Good night, everyone. <laughs>